1600 rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Yergon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you for another edition of, well, T.U. and Tracy's Albuquerque Real Estate Talk, ladies and gentlemen, for a Saturday morning. The last one, or second to last one that they will have done without being preceded by a brand new show, which is going to be called Saturdays in the Salon with uh, Eddie and Dowd, where we get to talk about lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. But in order to have a lifestyle, you got to have a home. You got to have a, a place to hang your hat, hang your jacket and all that. And Tigo and Tracy are the best and uh, they've been featured so many times other places, but we're just ha- happy to have them here as our friends because we need help with our homes and we need help to go ahead and get into a home. When's the best time to buy, sell, etc. And as always, you can find them right here in their home. That is the Kiva 10 a.m. on Saturdays for the last eight years. I think we're at uh, episode, I don't know, what, 398, 99? I just texted it to you. Oh, did you really? Let's see. We are show 399. Next, look at this, 400. 400 shows. Do you realize like what an accomplishment is like a staple? Next week, 400 yeah, shows. So, so this is the big one. Uh, uh, by the way, Tigo and Tracy, I uh, want to talk about this week in 399. Why spring is the best time to sell. Eight things first-time home sellers often get wrong in today's crazy market. Are home sales slowing? And why don't we just build more homes? Uh, there's an answer to all these questions and more. Your homes of the week and the best real estate experts here in the market. Uh, and all you have to do is pick up the phone and dial them directly. 505-448-8888. That's 505-448-8888. Or the number one red, real estate website in the state of New Mexico. That's welcomehomeabq.com. Welcomehomeabq.com. Sorry for the long intro. Good morning. Hey, good morning. No, it's it's great. I can't believe that that Dowd and Eddie are going to do one more show. I mean, I guess five times a week isn't enough. So we don't great. like doing our show quite as much as we like talking about other things. And I we know, like talking I, about real estate and all the other stuff. And, uh, you know, folks need real estate expert advice now more than ever. Yeah. We're, we're about to hit one of those times. And you've got the experts right here with you. Take it away, guys. Yeah, right. we, we were just having this conversation in our team meeting on Friday that, it, it's every day. It seems like it gets a little more complicated. Uh, the real estate transaction, and especially now with with just how I don't know. We we've kind of run out of words to use for what this real estate market is. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. It's wild. Um, but uh, it's it's complicated. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts, and especially now, there really are. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when I talk about the eight mistakes sellers make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because one of them, a uh, couple of them are pretty relevant. So, well, let's, you know what, let, Tracy, let's just go right into that. I, I, uh, but, but just real quick, we do have, I do have some, uh, the latest March data. We'll look at that a little bit, just see if the how the, the housing market's slowing a little bit. Um, and when, and again, like Eddie said, we're going to have a conversation about, you know, why aren't we just building more homes? We, we have extreme, a uh, shortage of of homes on the market and uh, available homes to purchase, and and why don't we just build more? And we'll go into some of the reasons why on that. But first, Tracy, somebody thinking to sell their home, what there was? I, I guess it was something to put together by uh, Realtor dot com. They put some data together um, yeah. and eight things that um, first time sellers first time sellers mistakes they make. And so um, let's let's dive into that. So I would say that a lot of what they're saying in these eight bullet points is not just first time sellers. It's like how many people have sold a house before but haven't been in this type of market when selling yeah. a house, right? So the first one that they say is overpricing the property. Sure. 
And, and it's so true. We have people going, well, you know, that's a great market. I want to get this much for my house. Overpricing, it still makes your house overpriced. Um, it can still sit on the market and need a price reduction. This market, if you're on the market for a few weeks, we had one earlier this week where one of our brokers was writing an offer and it was 22 days on market. And we were like, wow, 22 days. What's wrong with that house? What? Why is it on the market for 20? I mean, yeah, in exactly. today's market, that's a long time, you right. know, unless it's a higher end home. But yeah. Well, even then, higher end homes are selling quickly now as well. Yeah. Um, so overpricing doesn't typically net you the most. What we have seen is if you price for the market based on the current statistics and how things are selling for top dollar, um, you will probably get as much as you're asking for or more. But if you overprice it, you'll probably end up lower than if you marketed it at market price. Well, you think about the auction effect, right? And if you if you overprice something and there's no bidders, then you have to start reducing, reducing, and you may end up reducing. And now you've lost that initial you know, excitement and surge right. uh, of, of the uh, the bid. So what Another was the second one thing? Another is skimping yeah. on showings. So we know that the harder you make it to show your home, the less showings you get, right? Or yeah. if we limit the times or how many people can be at the home at once or whatever. Um, putting those restrictions on is going to obviously limit your um, offers. So we want to make sure that we make the house available to, to get you the most. Staging slip-ups is number three. So mm -hmm. a lot of times people think the market is so great, I don't need to stage my home. Well, you're still going to be leaving money on the table if you do that because people are still very emotional and how the house feels, smells, looks to them makes a big difference sure. even with limited homes on the market. Number four is seeing only dollar signs. So the big payoff is tantalizing, but money isn't everything. There's a lot of other details in an offer or the whole transaction that uh, need to be taken into consideration. If you're packing up your whole house and you're planning to leave and three days before closing, the buyer cancels on you, that's a big expense. You've already, you know, you've got a mover, you've already packed up your house. It doesn't look like showing condition anymore. So we want to make sure to look at any offer that you receive on your home in totality, not just the price. And, and let me just say that, you know, in this market where the sellers are very much you know, it's definitely a seller's market. Sellers definitely have, you know, a, a little more control on on how they can dictate what they want for their home. And and I think that for me, the, what I heard was it's not just price. It could be some other terms. It could be being able to stay in the home after closing. It could be uh, a closing date in the future that, that works better for you. Whatever it is, I think sellers need to think about that maybe they can dictate some of the things other than just getting the most money for it. So number five, pouncing on an in, implausible, implausible offer. Implausible. I, think so, I really like that one. Yeah. Implausible is kind of hard to say, but pouncing on. So, you know, you get an offer. It's funny because we had a house listed in the 300,000 range and we got an offer that was you know, significantly high, um, but it didn't waive appraisal. It didn't. It didn't give the security to the seller that that offer price was ever going to close at that price. So, you know, unless they're waiving an appraisal, but even then, they can still back out if they just don't feel good about what they jumped on. Because we know there's a lot of buyer remorse. I can go buy a pair of shoes and have buyer remorse. So, you know, 
running out and beating everybody to be the one to be able to buy that house. There is a lot of remorse that comes up. And so we have to be really careful that we pick the right for uh, sure. client for sure. there. Yep. Um, for sale by owner, um, they say for sale by owner blunders. Um it's interesting because in this market, we don't have a lot of for sale by owners. No, very And that few. part of that, Tigo, is what you started with. It is um, complicated selling your house. And in this market, if you put a sign out for sale by owner and you get 10 offers, you know, are you really able to crunch through them and decide who's got the best lender, what terms are really normal in this market and what's going to be a, a real offer that can get to closing right? right right and to make sure that we cast the net wide when we list it for you and not for sale by owner we're casting a net very wide to make sure that we get every possible buyer's eyes on that property so that we do net the seller the most and a lot of times sellers feel like they're um, saving that three percent or whatever a listing agent charges because mm -hmm. they're all different but um it, it it's it's like, well, they usually end up paying 3% to a buyer's agent because most buyers want that representation, right? And somebody's going to have to facilitate the transaction. And oftentimes they give up that 3% in the price right away because they feel like they're saving it and they can negotiate. So it's not necessary. Number seven, spacing out on the new place. If you're all set to sell, uh, where's your next move? So making sure that we know where you're moving to is well, basically yeah. what that and, is. And I think people are very acutely aware of that. And I think that's one of the reasons we don't have as many homes coming on the market as we potentially could. You know, it's like, yes, they'd like to sell, but the inventory is so low, they can't find anything to buy. Yep. And we have lots of solutions to help with that. Yes. Um, so just call us and we'd be happy to talk about how to how to navigate that. Number eight, the last one that was in this article, assuming this hot market will last. And, you know, we we don't have that crystal ball. We do know that all the indications are that it's going to stay a seller's market for a while. Um, we don't see that changing, but um, things do change quickly. Sometimes we don't know until it's hindsight. I don't know. I spend a lot of time trying to look into that crystal ball. And I can tell you right now, based on what I'm seeing with active inventory, 2020 I, to a certain extent to me is already um, in the books from uh, that we are going to have price appreciation for 2020 um, based on what I'm seeing right now. It, again, it's that whole, you know, sands the black swan event or something that happens. But uh, right now, you know, the, the, the demand is still strong, even with and yeah, and, and kind of changing subject here, but but even with um, uh, the increase in interest rates that we've seen just recently, demand still seems strong. It looks like prices are going to continue to increase. It's just a matter of how much and how fast they're going to increase. So Tigo, when you say the black a black swan event, I can't help but think about COVID, right? I know. I mean, and that was it. Home prices still went up yeah. 15% that year. Well, you know, it's really interesting right. about this too is, is people say, well, recession, recession, recession's coming. Yeah, of course, recession's coming. Recession's always coming. It's just a matter of when. And, and the thing that's interesting is if you actually look at recessions and what happened with home prices in those recessions, for the most part, home prices actually continue to go up during recessions. Except, right. you know, you, you look at the, the, the 2008, 9, you know, that, that 
recession, but that was caused by housing versus recession slowing housing. Right. So, okay. So let, let's just talk about uh, what's going on right here in the market right now today. And, and, you know, I think the question is March, 2022, we're going into spring, spring starts this weekend officially. And are we seeing a slowdown in the market? Is the market slowing? And, and the simple answer is no, it's not. And I can give you just a couple, couple things that, that jumped out at me, Tracy. And one of them was I looked at all the homes that came on the market so far this March, let's say the first couple weeks. And of, of the homes that came on the market, there were about 500 and I got 524 is what I came up with in Albuquerque area. 78 of those are already uh, under contract. Wow. 70, um, excuse me, 78 percent. <laughs> that's the wow. Yeah, that's so, a wow. 78 percent and uh, only 22 of them are still, you know, available on the market of of all those 22 percent of them are still on the market available. So homes are selling very fast when they come on the market. We're still seeing multiple offers. We're seeing uh, homes uh, selling over list price. And so, at the moment, that doesn't look like it's changing. Tigo, one of the things I just like to point out, and we talk about this with our team, is houses coming on the market are going off the market. So we are getting properties yes. coming on the market for our home buyers to consider. Just there's, I've got a stat for that. Yeah, uh, they can't see you with that paper that yeah, you're shaking, know, but I'm sure we could hear it. You could hear it. Yeah, you yeah. have a stat for that. I've got a stat for that. So number of homes on the market in the Albuquerque area dropped 24 percent for the first half of the month. That's a pretty big number because, you know, we look back last year, we were already down substantially. So number of new homes coming on the market, and this is going to contradict what you just said, um, down 19% from last year for the first uh, half of March. So that's not good. The thing that's interesting though, the number of homes going under contract for the first half of March is even with last year. Hmm, right. So even though twenty percent less homes came on the market, it's equal number of you know going under contract. Um, one thing that that did jump out at me was the number of solds are down. So it's going to be interesting to see if those pendings do translate into closed sales. Uh, one other stat that jumped out at me for the first half of March, home prices are up uh, of twenty percent. Now that's a very small snippet. But if, you know, we go back to 2021 and we look at uh, appreciation of about 17% is what we saw in 2021 in the uh, Albuquerque market. So over 30% if you look at the last two years yeah. combined. Yeah. 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 And it's, Which, uh, it's so, a big move. It's a big move, Tracy. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a head shaker for sure. And you just go, wow, that is. You know, the, the thing I've been saying is, you know, people that are homeowners or have been homeowners and real estate owners are doing really good in the last few years. People that um, are trying to get into the market, it's it's challenging for them. Uh, doesn't mean that they're, you know, they can't. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's tougher now. So changing subjects, but similar. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about home equity and people having mortgage insurance. Okay. So we know that a lot of people, when they buy their house, use a loan that maybe they don't have 20% down and they're paying mortgage insurance every month when they make their mortgage payment. With over 30% um, 
price increases, basically, equity yep. in homes over the last two years. If you're one of those people who are paying mortgage insurance as a part of your monthly house payment, yep. you might want to consider that you may have 20% equity in your house now. Uh, some loan programs allow you just to call your current lender and say, hey, I want to get my mortgage insurance removed. Get that $130 a month off your bill or whatever. Uh, if you haven't thought of that, um, some of them require you to refinance to remove that mortgage insurance. So it sort of depends on what your current interest rate is as to whether or not it makes sense to refinance to move remove your mortgage insurance. But because of the price appreciation and value of homes, many people are probably paying mortgage insurance that don't need to be anymore because they have that 20% equity. Yeah. Yep. So I suggest calling your current lender if you, if you have it. Really good point. And I think people that, that are homeowners, I think you probably, I would, I would take a bet that most people have more equity than they think they do mm -hmm. just because how rapidly uh, home prices have gone up over the last few years. Um, one thing I want to point out about that when we're talking about home prices, uh, and we talked about this in our, our team the other day, is you know, the national uh, median price came out the other day and I wrote it down. What did I do with it? It was uh, 47 or something. Right around 350, I think it was 354, something like that. Maybe it was um, 357, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that what I'm what I'm getting at is that's I mean, that's that's a big number. There it is. 357 for the national median. That just came out from the National Association of Realtors. There are a lot of headlines on the, on that in the in the in the media. Uh, Metro Albuquerque for the same is 305. So yes, Metro Albuquerque, we've seen a lot of increase in home prices in the last couple of years. Um, we've had steady increase in home prices since 2012. Uh, however, we're still lower than the national median, which we're a lot take more that for what it's worth. A lot yeah. more affordable than many markets yeah. and yeah. desirable place to live on top of it. Because some of the markets that are below that median, Tigo, are not places many of us probably want to live. I don't want to move to Fargo. Yeah, I like Fargo, but <laughs> however, you also have to look at. I mean, it, you know, the 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 reality is that our our median wages, our median um, household income, is lower than other markets too. So you right. do have to take that into account. Uh, but you know, cost of living for the most part is is better than a lot of places. Um, can we talk about new construction a little bit? So new construction, Tigo, why aren't we just building more houses? Thank you for that setup. That was a lovely, just lob that that ball over the net, just make it really yeah. easy to hit. That was great. We've been doing that's, this for eight years. So I, know, you know, I, know. I thought yeah. that's what you needed. I did. I, I appreciate that. So I get a lot of questions, you know, why don't, you know, why don't we have more homes or why aren't we getting more homes in the market? Why don't we just build more homes? And I, there, there's a lot of reasons, you know, we've talked about the lost decade, right? Which in, in new, new con in the real estate world and new construction, that's basically from about 2009 until whatever, 2019, we just didn't build as many homes as we needed. You know, all the builders got very uh, conservative in new construction, you know, after what happened in 2008 and nine, and we just haven't been building enough homes. So it just hasn't been ramping up. Um, National Association of Realtors estimates somewhere between five and six million homes short nationally. Basically, you know, household units ha that have not been built in those 10 years and we're just behind. 
Um, but but why don't we just say, okay, well, let's go build more. Well, I got a few things for you. One of them is um, labor, and I wrote it down here. The National Association of Home Builders uh, did a projection. They just came out with their latest uh, data on this. They say that there's 380,000 open construction positions nationwide. That's up from 300,000 a year ago. So it's going in the wrong direction. There's a lot of need for skilled, um, basically tradesmen, labor, you know, people that, that build homes. They just don't have, there's just not enough uh, people out there to, to do that. I know here locally, our local uh, Home Builders Association is, is working on some programs with, um, you know, education programs to help. Like with CNM. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's with CNM, but I know they're working on some programs that that, that bring people into the trades and help them learn those those programs to get them into the deal. So that's that's one thing, right, is it's just labor. We don't have enough people to build the homes. Second is the materials. And we all know about the supply chain issues that we've had nationwide. We know about um, the, the challenges um, in, in all different types of things. Um, but but some of these stats, yeah, you look at this, look at this chart, Trey. I just pulled it up, Tracy, which like her jaw dropped. So uh, what is the average lead time for um, each product ca- category when they're looking at different products that go into a new home? And you look at appliances, they're saying 55% of appliances are taking 16 weeks or longer to build. Even if you go to, to arrive, to arrive. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, cabinetry is, is one of the big ones. They're saying anywhere from, um, 12 weeks plus is about 75% of all cabinetry is taking 12 weeks or more plus. Um, and you go down the list, you know, you think about all the different bits and pieces that goes into a house, doors, windows, siding, flooring, fixtures, countertops, the list goes on and on. So, you know, supply chain issues are definitely an issue in in the new construction, which is, which is definitely slowing it which down. Which some of the supply chain issues are related to labor also, right? Oh. You know, who's making those appliances? Yeah. Where, no. where are they coming from? How are they getting here? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I did see some some national stats on the number of single family permits. These are you know new construction permits. Albuquerque or excuse me, New Mexico is up eight percent year over year from, uh, w- which is good, which is uh, higher than a lot of other markets around the country. Uh, Arizona is actually thirteen percent, or eight percent, so they're they're one of the highest of new uh, construction permits being pulled. Yeah, Montana saw a sixty-one percent increase in new permits. I thought that was interesting. But then there's other markets like Colorado; they had a seventeen percent decrease in in new construction permits. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But this is one that really jumped at me when we were talking about New Mexico. So single-family homes, we saw eight percent increase in building permits. That's good. You know, probably could use, not probably, we could definitely use more than that, but that's good. For multifamily properties, look at this, Tracy, 175% increase for New Mexico in multifamily permits. So those Um, are apartments? Yep. Condos, townhomes? Yep. Whatever multifamily is. Yeah, but for the most part, it's generally rental, you know, properties that are going to become rentals of some sort. So- that's good because we have a, a as much as we have a housing crisis, we have a rental crisis in in, totally. in New Mexico. So, um, you know, there's there's good news. There's stuff in the pipeline. Problem is, new homes are taking you know three, four, five months longer than they were. 
you know, new construction used to be, you know, you could get a new home in five, five months. Now it's seven, eight, nine months, 10 months, a, a year. Uh, problem with multifamily is we could use more rentals today. Most multifamilies, you're looking at a two-year lead time before right. you, they're actually available. So, uh, you know, th th there's definitely some challenges there. I know. I wish there was some good news and it's, you know, it, it just is where we're at. And, and the shortage of homes doesn't seem to be um, well, going, going away anytime soon. Good news in interest rates is, yes, they've gone up, but they're still at historic yeah. lower levels and yeah. we expect them to stay that way. Yeah, yeah. Tracy, you sent out a, a video to a bunch of our people that subscribe to us and, and you did, you know, when is the best time to sell your home. And this was about timing the market. And you know what they say, you know, you never time the market, never time the market well, in the stock market. Don't time the market in the real estate market. I always say, don't get in real estate when you're ready to sell, sell. If you're ready to buy, buy. What do you say? <laughs> I say the same thing, right? Oh, darn it. Of course. You know, if you need to you're sell. You're supposed to contradict me. You're supposed to, you know, argue with me and tell me I'm wrong. I'm just, just trying to make good radio here. Yeah. So, you know, obviously if it's time to sell, it's time to sell. But, you know, Zillow came out with this report last week and we're, you know, premier agents with Zillow and we appreciate their partnership. Their report came out and said the best time to be a home seller is April and not just April. They, they went to the specific week of the best week of the year to put your home on the market, April 11th through the 18th. And they went so far as to say all year long, the best day of the week to put your home on the market is Thursday. So there you go, Tigo. We have this running discussion here in the office of the yeah. best day of the week to put your home on the market. I'm sure Zillow knows everything. So Thursday is the best day. So what day would that be this year? Thursday, April? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 11th to the, look at the calendar here. Let's see. So somewhere. So Thursday. I'm going to say Thursday, the 7th of April. How about that? And, and I'll tell you why I say that is if you look at um, annual uh, uh, price changes. Yeah. If you look at if you look at in, in the Albuquerque market, when uh, home prices peak out, because we do get a home price peak every year and it usually peaks out somewhere in May, June. Right. So you think about, OK, those homes that closed in May or June went pending in March, March and April. April, April, right? Or April. So, you know, now's the time, right. you know, it really is. It's, it's right now. If, if you are thinking of selling to, to uh, get going on that and get, get the ball rolling. So, so best number for us, four, four, eight, 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 pretty easy one. So just give us a call. If you want to just know what your house might be worth, or if you need to know just for knowing what your equity is so that if you might be able to get rid of your mortgage insurance, we're happy to help. Um, you know, this week we had a lot of great inquiries from people, um, just needing values on their properties. Yeah. And we're happy to do that for a variety of reasons. People need that for estates or, um, divorces or whatever to know uh, a value of a property on a certain date. So however we can help you, we'd be honored to do that. I just wanted to, uh, before we wrap for the day, a couple, couple news headlines that, you know, come across the stuff that I follow is uh, one of them was um, home builder sentiment. 
there's two different uh, sediment things that I want to talk about. One was home builders and how are home builders feeling feeling about the market? The thing that was interesting, of course, the headline says home builders sales expectations drop dramatically as mortgage rates soar. Right. So that's the headline. Right. Typical. Typical. This is on CNBC, Diana Olick. And I love Diana Olick's reporting. So don't get me wrong. She has she brings out some good data. Um, but the store in she probably didn't write the headline either. Right. But the, the story is that, yes, the builder sentiment dropped and they've got this this scale and it dropped to 70. Right. From like 100 or whatever, 90 or something. Right. It was really high. I mean, builders have been very optimistic. The thing is, any number over 50 is still very strong sentiment. So, yes, it dropped, but it dropped from an insane level to a still very high level. I'm looking at still very high level. Yeah, still very high. So it's one of those things, you know, I think people that listen here understand that headlines never tell you the real story. So that was one of them. The other one was um, builder, excuse me, home buyer. consumer sentiment and home buyer uh, consumer sentiment uh, dropped really low basically the, the question is is now a good time to buy and it it hit a pretty low level almost you know lowest in a really really long time and I, I wonder about that because we know there's no shortage of people that want to buy homes right now that uh, you know we haven't seen it in the demand side and I suspect it's just because it's so difficult to buy right now. It's not that they don't want to buy right, when right. they say is now a good time. It's it's just very difficult. It's it's very challenging, right? We've heard some stats that, you know, the average buyer is writing six offers before before, you know, they get it get a deal done. Which is I think I think people that are that are buying need to just, you know, think about that and understand that it's, it's very competitive, it's very doable, and we do it every day, and we've got a great team of people, then that's what they do. Yep. So it's uh, we are the Venture Group with Keller Williams Realty here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Our office line is 505-448-8888. You can reach us uh, at our website anytime. We've got the home search on there. We've got a just listed, which is kind of a big deal, uh, data feed that's uh, more or less in real time of new homes as they come on the market at welcomehomeabq.com. We also have open houses this weekend, oh, so a oh. variety of them. They're um, not all sold already? We have a house that's on the market as of today. Yeah. In Rio Rancho with an open house this afternoon. Best way to get there is just to go to our website, welcomehomeabq.com. Look at the tab, find the open houses and see what part of town that you're looking at. Um, of course, if you're looking for a specific area of town, we'd be happy to set up a, a home search for you that's very customized so that you will know immediately. We can set it up so that as soon as something comes on that vaguely matches your needs, you will get notified because we can't let it happen the next day. You, you've got to know right away. You so. do. You do. You got to be bird dogging big time right now. Bird dog. Bird dogging. Venturi Real Estate Group, your bird dogs in real estate. Uh, there we go. We got a new catch. I like it. I'll try that. It'll be like your bird dog. Uh, I remember I grew up with that uh, phrase because we actually had a bird dog. And uh, it was quite expensive. And my mom couldn't figure out why a dog would cost more than a horse. And so there was an <laughs> argument that went back and forth. And then suddenly this uh, 
dog became this unbelievable creature and I became addicted to dog books. I think I was talking about it on one of our programs this week, Old Yeller, et cetera, et cetera. But the dog had a disastrous accident um, after oh. about three years and uh, very successful hunts, um, various game. And it was, it did everything. I mean, I That's couldn't amazing. believe how expensive the dog was, but I, I, I would have liked to have been there to see your, your parents, you know, debating the horse value versus the dog value. That would have been very entertaining. They're I wish I had people. that word, uh, in my lexicon when I was growing up debating. Yeah. That would have been a better way to, to but, ah, uh, debating, debating. <laughs> yes. yes, oh, yes. Don't, all that noise is just debating. Don't worry. Oh, they're such yeah. great people. So. Yeah, yeah. Would have made me never, I, I would never I watch a debate if that were the case. Back after a uh, quick little break, Tico and Tracy Venturi, the Venturi Real Estate Group from Keller Williams Realty. Big up to dial them directly, 448-8888. That's 448-8888. WelcomeHomeABQ.com. That's WelcomeHomeABQ.com. Back after a quick break, and when we return, we're going to get you qualified and well, we're going to rescue that credit first. Mike Ramos. We'll do that when we return. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down. 